Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal, and this is our year-end music show, friends. This is one of the big new songs of the year, of course. It's Her Highness Beyonce with her New Orleans bounce-inspired song, Break My Soul. We'll be listening to great new music from local acts like Spoat Breeze and MXM Tune, as well as surveying the very best from across the world, whether your taste runs more to Rosalia or Florence and the Machine. Stay tuned for the year in music. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. The streaming music world being what it is, that is to say, an always-on catalog of all music ever, some of 2022's most popular songs weren't even released in the calendar year. This song, Heat Waves by Glass Animals, came out in 2020, went big on TikTok, and ended up spending five weeks at the top of the Billboard chart. Coming off the pandemic, back to touring, Spotify and all the others continuing to remake this business, it's safe to say that the music industry is kind of in a weird place. But that doesn't mean artists don't keep making great music. And we've got three music writers and critics with us to talk about what they loved this year. First up, we've got KQED Arts' own Nastia Vodnovskaya. Welcome. Thanks, Alexis. Yeah. She's obviously associate editor. KQED Arts does music. We also have Adrian Spinelli. He's a new music columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle and a staff writer for Uproxx. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Yeah. And we've got music reporter for the Los Angeles Times, Susie Exposito. Welcome. Hi there. Thanks for having me. All right. So good to have you all here. Such a fun show to do, kind of the the year in music. Um, Why don't we start off, Susie, talking about your top song of the year? Well, my top song of the year is also uh, Time Magazine's top song of the year. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're right. <laughs> I think they have good taste. Um, yeah, my, my top song of the year is Bad Bunny's Titi Me Pregunto, which means, uh, you know, my, my auntie asked me and it's hilarious. Just, just as like a, a really like universal Latino, like 
cultural touch point for us is the the really nosy Didi. Um and so he he starts, you know, it's it's a song about how, you know, his his Titi is always asking him, "Why do you have so many girlfriends? Like, why why can't you settle down?" And the thing is, it starts off as like a really fun party song, you know, he uses this like Dominican dembow beat. It's really brisk. It's dancey. And then, you know, he's got this like emotional trap breakdown where he says, you know, he only floats around between partners because it would be too vulnerable for him to <laughs> stick to one person. Such a bad he's like bro. not ready yeah. for that level of intimacy. <laughs> and so I, I think it's it's a really great musically rich song but it's also like a hilarious treatise on the state of like dating in 2022 if you're like a young person <laughs> i think a lot of us have come across these people if not you know you feel like one of these people so um yeah i think i think it's such a definitive song for the year yeah it's great let's hear just a teensy bit more of it All right, that was Bad Bunny. Titi me pregunto. Nastia, let's talk about some songs. I know it's hard to pick, and you're music critics, and we're like, what's your best song of the year? But like, what's a song that you really, really love this year? Well, I guess I'll have to shout out for this one, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. Um, I just love this song. It's from Steve Lacey's album, Gemini Writes. Uh, Steve's a singer and guitarist, former member of the internet, really good neo-soul R&B group. Um, and Bad Habit and Gemini Writes in general is so good to me because Steve really embraces this trickster persona. People have all kinds of stereotypes about Geminis being two-faced. I am one. <laughs> I think there's a lot more to it than that. I think he kind of cu cuts across, you know, these dichotomies and plays around in great areas of relationships on this album. And, and every vulnerable confession on, on this album, he kind of pairs with a little nod and, and a wink. Oh. Well, let, let's listen, and then I want to hear Adrian on uh, Steve Lacey as well. That this is we're listening to Steve Lacey's Bad Habit. I mean, I hear in that uh, a little like for me the references are like Kuko or like Omar Apollo, some of those kind of like bouncy singer songwriters. Adrian, um, I know you also love this song, not just Nastia. That's true. Um, you guys are fighting over this as being the song that you talked <laughs> it was, about. It was like that Spider-Man meme we came in. Yes. And we're like, this is your favorite song, and this is my favorite song. Of the year. Totally. Exactly. So tell me, what do you love about this song? 
I love that every time that I listen to Bad Habit, even this just this last little snippet that you played, I hear something new. And the kind of the story with Steve Lacey is when he first started going solo when he left the internet is that he would produce his all his music entirely on his iPhone. And everybody was like, how does this guy do this? And I think now you're seeing what he can do beyond the iPhone. Yeah. And this was really like an improbable hit this year too where kind of came out of nowhere. Harry Styles, who I'm sure we'll talk about later, is like his song as it was was one of the like historically one of the biggest number one hits of all time this year and Bad Habit came in and lived at the top of the Hot 100 for three weeks and took out Harry Styles. And everyone's like, who the heck is Steve Lacey? So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a vibe, clearly. That's, yeah. uh, that is such a good feeling song. Um, Adrian, we played a little bit of uh, Beyonce Break My Soul uh, at the top, and we're going to play a little more of it in a second. But t- talk to me about why you liked that song. I think that w- one of the trends I think that we saw this year is a lot of artists moving towards dance music in the hip hop realm. You know, Drake put out an album that everybody was wild about how it was a dance music album. And this was the first single off of Beyonce's Renaissance. And it really is like the prototypical empowerment song. Hmm. Um, And it rides on a sample of uh, Robin S's classic. It was a song that I played at my wedding, you know, (laughs) Robin S's song. And, um, Show Me Love. Yeah, Show Me Love by Robin S., and which was like this 90s like R- disco R&B jam that you heard on like Kiss FM or something. <laughs> and Break My Soul just, it's so many people galvanize, it, it galvanized so many people around uh, that you're not going to break me down. I think like my favorite video was of Russell Westbrook, maybe the most maligned basketball player <laughs> in the league right now who nobody seems to like. And he recorded a selfie of himself singing the song in the car, and it's like, Dude, you are in like the worst position possible, but somehow Beyonce just makes him think like, you know, the world. Yeah, is, the Lakers are great, and I'm still a good <laughs> basketball player who can make three pointers. Yeah, <laughs> um, let's let's uh, let's get some of that energy. Let's play like another minute of that song. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. We're talking about the best music of the year. That is uh, Beyonce's Break My Soul. Nastia Vonovskaya, associate editor with KQ Darts. What do, you, what do you think about this song? I love this song. Renaissance, the album that it's from, it was one of my most played of the year for sure. And I love how Beyonce uses it as a love letter to black queer club culture. Um, like on Break My Soul, we hear the voice of Big Frida longtime icon in the bounce music scene in New Orleans and she's kind of a, a, a she was an underground favorite for a long time and Beyonce really brought her into the mainstream we hear her voice on formation also and then throughout this album you know there are references to Donna Summer there's um, a feature with Grace Jones Kevin Aviance this uh, gay club icon com- comes in on a couple tracks so it's a really beautiful homage and I think people felt it 
yeah, yeah from all, all sorts of demographics. Um, Nastia, going into the break, we're going to have another song by a local artist, and you are... We're kind of using you, though I know you're also a national music critic. We're using you as our local music critic here. Um, tell us a little bit about MXM Tune, who we're going to go into the break with. Yeah, um, MXM Tune is a really young singer-songwriter born and raised in Oakland, based in New York now. She kind of started uh, making these uh, cute ukulele pop songs, and she's really evolved into more of a, a full-fledged pop star. She actually has a really big following, and... Um, Although she might not be a household name yet, she has this really fervent fan base that she interacts with online. Like she's even a Twitch um, gaming streamer. So <laughs> I mean, her <laughs> stream counts are like uh, on Spotify. It's like hundreds of millions. Yeah, totally. And um, she makes a really sweet music for introverts. Like I think the track that we have queued up, Mona Lisa, is about kind of her stepping into a more confident role as a participant in her life rather than the artist, the observer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought that was a really interesting dynamic. We're talking about the best music of the year with Nastia Bonovskaya, associate editor with KQED Arts, Adrian Spinelli, new music columnist with The Chronicle and a staff writer for Uproxx, and Susie Exposito, music reporter with the LA Times. We'd love to hear from you. What song or artist provided your soundtrack for 2022? You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or KQED Forum, and the email forum at kqed.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for more after the break. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall -wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal.
That is, of course, Harry Styles' As It Was. This song was number one on Spotify's list of the most streamed songs in 2022. Um, Susie Exposito, music reporter for the LA Times, was it on your most streamed uh, songs of 2022? Uh, I, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> do you, what do you think? Are you into the phenomenon of Harry Styles or no? Honestly, no. Okay. <laughs> I th- it's okay. It's okay. It's a safe space here to hate on Harry Styles. Um, Listen, I'm a little punk, so <laughs> I'm a little more on the punk side. <laughs> um, Adrian, how, how about you? How about you for uh, Harry Styles? I, I think that Harry Styles kind of um, embodies like the optimism that I embraced in 2022. I mean, I've never really been a fan. You know, so some of the music's just been a little sugary for me but i could see how this song i mean again it, it i think it's only i'm trying to think of who like paul mccartney and elton john or something like that like the only like solo artists who have ever charted longer than than this song did i thought it was kind of crazy i watched a lot of sports you know i made a russell westbrook mention i can't i can't believe i came onto the air and talked about russell westbrook this is awful but uh i was watching some I think it was like the World Series or something and I heard as it was like when they went to a break and I was like okay if this song can if like sports fans and baseball fans can get around this then I I, I guess I can understand like why it got so big so I was just kind of amazed by the phenomenon of this song specifically yeah 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 um Sudi I wanted to talk about one of what feels to me like one of the great stories of this year um which is about Yarisa y su esencia and um, can you tell me a little bit about her and where she, you know, kind of her background? And then I want to just listen into the song. Yeah, so Yaritza is the lead singer of the band, of the new band, Suicencia, which is, it's her brothers. Um, they're a family band that grew up in Yakima, Washington. Um, and they they came up picking fruit with with their family Um in the fields and uh this so yaritza was only 13 when she wrote this song that went i mean that that became wildly popular on tiktok it's called soy el unico or you know i'm the only one um and it is such an emotionally like mature and <laughs> really really like poignant song um and you it's it's the kind of song where it's like i mean whoa she's been like yeah been like where does that, that depth come <laughs> from at 15 you know yeah yeah and so and so now she's 15 and she was the youngest nominee uh at the latin grammys this year uh she was nominated for uh or the the band was nominated for the best new artist award um and so it's it's incredible to see their their rise you know i mean they came up they they did covers on tiktok and you know now they're writing their own songs they're becoming this uh they're like a a regional mexican phenomenon and they're starting to i mean there's what's, what's really fun about what's happening right now in specifically in the corrido space which is uh you know the the corrido is like a mexican guitar ballad and so there's this like uh, growing number of young, like like teen artists mm. in this um, cohort, you know. But they're they're really emo. They like you yeah, know. Yeah, they... they're kind of reinterpreting the. They're finding the emo in the regional Mexican music and and uh, drawing it out. It feels like. Absolutely, but you know, it's like it's part of a, a folk tradition, like mm-hmm. singing 
your emotions in a in a really straightforward way and and I'm I'm really excited to see where this band goes you know I know that they've been working really hard on new music so uh yeah here she I, is let's yeah well let's listen to it you're gonna love this song this is uh Yaritza y su esencia and the song is Soy el único Yaritza y su esencia, and the song is Soy el Unico. She's 15 from Yakima with her brothers playing in the band. It's just such a good song. We're talking about the best music of the year with Susie Exposito, a music reporter with the LA Times, Adrian Spinelli, new music columnist for The Chronicle, and Nastia Bonovskaya, who, of course, you know, associate editor with KQED Arts. Let's, uh, Nastia, talk about some of our local hip hop here. Um, there's a big 20 best Bay Area albums list on the KQD Arts website, and one of them is Boat Breeze, who we both love. For sure, yeah. So some people might think that Spoat Breeze might have been a, a more of a left field pick on that list. He's not <laughs> necessarily one of the best known rappers in the Bay Area music scene, and he doesn't do what people typically assume Bay Area rappers do, which is rap to these big, bass-heavy, knocking beats. But Spoat Breeze, I think, is a really interesting voice that people should pay attention to. He he makes music for um, self-described recluses and introverts, <laughs> and he doesn't promote himself that much. So that's why I really wanted to give him some shine, because he's just a super talented MC. He has these really um, intricate and thoughtful rhymes, and on his album Cascade Viewing, he kind of he raps about these life lessons of of friendship and finding himself in his growth but there's kind of this looming specter of also his awareness of his mortality as well um so i i thought those lyrics were really interesting and i wanted to shout out his song circles circles let's let's bring it up You can see the paw prints on the glass ceiling. My dogs been trying to raise the roof since we was bad children. Hey. You would think some had an appetite for death. The way they fast living, starving to be that nigga. Such a headache, a good guys and no appeal. So we add villain to our nature. Hey. Listen, yo, if a black man try to kill me and I live, hey. Congrats to him, he just survived suicide. Some claim they don't see color, like they got neutralized. They'll be all, no better, we see through no neutralized. I'll be EYEs in a fashion statement. Minor PTSD from some past engagements. I almost lost my fucking mind from Listening to Spoat Breeze and OG Jaren. OG Jaren? Uh, song Circles. Um, Adrian Spinelli, let's talk about one of your other picks. Uh, this is Tim Bernardis, a Brazilian artist, yeah? 
Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Brazil, and you know, I listen to all the classic, the the bossa nova classics nonstop, just like you know many other households around the world at this point. Like bossa nova was, you know, swept the world, and it, it seems like it's never stopped. But it's hard to find new Brazilian artists that resonate beyond Brazil. This guy Tim Bernardes, um, he toured with Fleet Foxes this year. He came to the Bay Area. If anybody listening went to the show at the Greek, he was the guy who opened the show. And this album that he put out, it's a solo record. Um, it's just gorgeous Brazilian singer-songwriter music. Um, it's super bohemian. It's got this really like subtle psychedelia to it. The arrangements are really sweet. And you know, you don't have to understand what he's saying, but he's being <laughs> super poetic and just like the the gentlest, kindest lover in this uh. song. So <laughs> All right, it's BB. This is a uh, Tim Bernardis. <laughs> Somos coisa de alma O universo tem deixado claro, bebê Só quem não quer ver não enxerga Não mora comigo, eu não moro com você Garupa de moto amarela É meu feriado Favorito você Quem eu quero ser Tem que estar do seu lado That is Tim Bernardes. The song is called Bibi, uh, Brazilian artist. Really, really, really nice. That that has major mixtape vibes right there. <laughs> I think right, that one's definitely right, yeah. uh, going, going there. Um, we also have some callers who'd like to uh, talk about some of their favorite songs of the year. Um, let's go to Scout in Sonoma. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you for the show. Uh, I want to put some shine on Andrew Bird and particularly the song Manifest, which I think is one of the most poignant, powerful songs about the environment since um, St. Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. So do yourself a favor and check out Andrew Bird and specifically that song, Manifest, yeah. about Manifest Destiny, of course. So, yeah, that's, that's my, my pick. All right. Hey, thank you so much, uh, Scout in Sonoma. Uh, that was Andrew Bird, Manifest. We also have uh, Liam tweets in to say, 11 by Salt is a masterpiece. It got overlooked because they released several inconsistent albums this year without playing any shows, doing any interviews, or even allowing photos of the band. But I think it'll become a cult classic. And Caroline writes in to say, uh, Toro Imois' Stern Grove show was a top concert of the year for me. Shout out to Toro for making one of the albums of the year, other albums of the year, uh, Mitski's Laurel Hell and SZA's SOS. Now, so do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Toro Imois? It's on the KQD yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah, I love Tori Moi's album Mahal from this year. Um, so it was this really fun kind of nostalgic tribute to the music of the 60s and 70s. There's a lot of Summer of Love vibes in here. Um, and throughout it, there's also this um, nostalgia for physical media. One of my favorite tracks is Postman, and it's kind of this playful track about, you know, looking for something in the mail. And I think it resonates um, after, you know, the past couple of years of the pandemic when we've all had this overload of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's listen in to, we've got the song Postman, queued up by Toro Mimoa. Mi- 
This is Toro Imwa, and the song is Postman. Um, Adrian's got a little comment, actually, on Salt, uh, which you just heard from uh, listener Liam. Yeah, so uh, Salt put out five albums just kind of out of nowhere, and I totally agree with Liam that it felt a little disjointed. It felt like a lot of a lot of like beat tapes and beat concepts. But yesterday, and I think I saw Liam tweeting earlier about how he was excited about hearing the new Little Sims album, and Little Sims' last album, Sometimes I Might Be Introvert, won the Mercury Prize this year, which is for the biggest, like the best album in the UK. And she just put out an album yesterday called No Thank You, and it's produced by Inflow from Salt, who's also produced for Adele. I'm sure people out there have heard of Adele. And uh, <laughs> and I think that this new Little Sims album is is probably the last great album of that to come out this year in 2012 and it's it's fantastic 22 i think I, oh, 2022 sorry <laughs> it's funny i keep when i write it i end up writing 2002 and i'm like yes, wait like, no wait, we're 20 actually, years away from that right, sorry exactly. <laughs> 2022 that is the year that we're in the year of our lord um yes. and uh yeah it, it, the album sounds like a salt album with little sims who's a rapper and a singer and just like, super talented and nigerian british yeah. um over it and it, it makes a lot of sense of some of those salt albums and these instrumentals that maybe sounded kind of disjointed before and yeah. it's it's can't miss the new little sims album yeah. for sure for sure uh the little sims song point and kill was actually i think my number three mm-hmm. uh this year on my most played songs really really good if you want to um hear some great music um susie i wanted to ask you about rosalia um just a monster year for rosalia and just a kind of amazing fascinating album can you talk talk to us about her uh, well, she is this sensational avant-garde artist from Barcelona um, who, you know, like she she had her breakthrough um, back in 2018 when she released her sophomore album, Al Mal Querer, which was like a flamenco fusion album. And it, it won her, I believe, two Grammys. Um, she came back this year with an experimental album called Motomami and it's like a, a fusion of, of flamenco with, uh, I mean, so many different elements, flamenco and like reggaeton, boleros, um, you know, a little like she she took a lot of inspiration from artists like, you know, electronic artists like Bjork, Arca especially, and just I alchemized this really interesting, uh, mostly Spanish language album um that i don't know it it just took off like it's a really curious sounding album i think like some people might find it really jarring you know the the mix it's kind of mind bending yeah it is but it's also you know it's interesting she spent a lot of time in the caribbean and thinking about you know how to uh, use a lot of the sounds that she grew up with, you know, in Spain, she, she still listened to reggaeton from like Puerto Rico. She listened to a lot of merengue mambo from like the Dominican Republic. Um, she collaborated with Dominican artist Tokisha, um, on a, on a 
great song uh, called La Combi Versace. And uh, it's like, she she's also, I think, trying to, it's a well-traveled album. Um, I, in a way, it's like, she's also kind of, kind of speaking her appreciation for a lot of the music that she came up with besides flamenco. Mm. And a lot of that happens to be from Latin America. Um, and so she, she takes it to really unusual places, but it's a really like exciting, um, proposal for the listener, you know, to, to open their ears. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's bring this up in the mix. This is, uh, Rosalia's Biscochito and we're talking about the best music of the year. Let's listen in. No va a ser mi carrera en tener hits. Tengo hits porque yo senté las bases. Ya no tengo nada más que decir. Para decirlo hace falta mucha clase. Mi picote duro te marea. Hasta tu mamá lo tararea. Que manda que me tire la mala. Si jara que me tira la buena. Habla bullshit lo que dice facea. Que mi mica pela ola de Corea. We're talking about the best music of the year. This is Rosalia, of course. We're joined by Nastia Bonovskaya, associate editor with KQED Arts. Adrian Spinelli, new music columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle and staff writer for Up Rocks. And Susie Exposito, music reporter with the LA Times. We'd love to hear from you. What song or artist provided your soundtrack for 2022? You can give us a call, of course, 866-733-6786. Or we've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or KQED Forum, and the email is forum at kqed.org. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. This is Rao Alejandro, and the song is Corazón uh, Despeinado. Um, Susie Exposito, music reporter with the LA Times. This is one of your picks, right? I love this song. I mean, 
talk about, you know, like growing up punk, like this is, so Raul Alejandro is like a, he's, he's dabbled in, you know, he came up making trap music on SoundCloud and, and R&B um, and reggaeton. And so with his new album called Saturno or Saturn, he, he decided to try something way more, uh, I don't know, just like, uh, funky <laughs> um, you know it's 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 not the usual fare for him in this album he plays with a lot of different kinds of dance music you know he's he loves miami bass freestyle he plays with a lot of those like 80s sounds but also um you know mixes it with like some very classic reggaeton um like 90s sort of sounds um with uh you know acts like um dj playero um he's got uh anyway yeah, yeah. this song I, I should talk about this song specifically so corazón despeinado which is like disheveled heart <laughs> i find that it's it's a callback to like uh you know like digital hardcore like atari D atari teenage riot that era um also like mindless self-indulgence uh just like really like bouncy kind yeah. of techno punk and that's that's the sound that he loves he's like such a, a musical omnivore and so i love to see what what he does because he's always got some surprises you know last year he had a, a disco hit called todo de ti and this year he was like oh uh okay you thought i was like a fun disco pop artist well watch this now i'm gonna do this thing yeah so yeah. let's let's talk a little bit more about this. Um, what feels like a late seventies revival? We've got this like inflation's back, so is disco. <laughs> I mean, does that mean then? You know, what about the other genres? We have uh, Ariana writes in to say, question for your guests. Um, as someone who just said they're more into punk, like myself, what do you think is happening to the punk genre? I feel like way less slash no punk slash rock music is getting released anymore. Furthermore, my favorite radio station for alternative rock in the Bay Area for over 20 years, Live 105, shut down this year. I think that speaks to how there's no new music in that genre anymore, and that breaks this poor millennial's heart. I see Adrian nodding in here, so I'm going to give you a second. Oh, you want? What? <laughs> Susie disagrees, Ariana. <laughs> Susie disagrees. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. Adrian, go ahead. And then we'll, and we'll, well, I, I, I definitely am interested in what Susie's going to say because that reaction is just like, yep, I want to hear that. But, <laughs> um, shout out to my, to Aaron Axelson, uh, from Live 105. They mentioned who was, who was on the air for over 20 years, was the musical director over there and still holds it down at Pop Scene at Rickshaw Stop in San Francisco. So they're still, and he's still finding ways to introduce the Bay Area to new music, uh, on the live circuit. So, yeah. I mean, none of our, do any of the songs, Nastia, on the KQED or any of the albums on the KQED list of the best albums locally have anything you'd count as punk? Maybe not outright punk, but there are some punk sensibilities for sure. There's this um, singer-songwriter, Space Moth. She's more mm. kind of like 80s, um, I guess, influences of industrial synth pop and new wave. But um, I saw her live recently. She had so much energy. She played with a four-piece band, and they, they were wearing these kind of like silver 
outfits, but yeah, th- there's just like a lot of power and grit in her music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we have one of her tracks, but but I, I would definitely recommend giving uh, her a listen. I don't think we have one of her tracks like queued up um, right at the moment, but first let's go um, to uh, to Susie on you know what you think about the death of punk. Oh my god, it's not dead. Come on, you guys. Like <laughs> the, I feel like the the rule of punk is you got to look for it and you you have to work to find it cuz that's like I feel like that's so central to the ethos of punk is that it's not going to be like readily available. You do have to do some digging. Um my favorite punk record this year was by a band called Special Interest. Um, they're from New Orleans. They have this like incredible black front woman, um, Allie Logout, who's been a performance artist for a long time. And one of my favorite songs this year was um, the special interest song featuring Mickey Blanco. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's called Midnight Legend. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a disco song, but it's also, you know, a, a punk band doing a disco song. Um and I, I've been excited about special interests for a long time. Um, another record that I really like another punk. Well, it, it's it's like post punk, I guess. Uh, another record I've enjoyed is by the band Automatic. Um, they're signed to Stones Throw Records. Mm-hmm. And it's got that cool like uh, kind of like, um, I don't know, the Cars vibe to it, but also reminds me a bit of like Delta 5. Um but yeah, that's just me being being a nerd. I almost never get to talk about punk. I like mostly write about Latin music. So that's that's why I'm like particularly passionate. And so I just want to say like, don't like I I never want to hear that punk is dead because it's almost like, yeah, if you if you say it's dead, then it is. But it's very much alive. Yeah. yeah, it's also morphed. Like a lot of rappers have a punk sensibility. Maybe when teenagers, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Susie. Rico but nasty. Yeah, it's yeah, like, totally. So punk. Yeah. yeah, or like the Linda Lindas, young phenoms oh, yeah. from Los Angeles. <laughs> I feel like that's that's always yeah. you've never we've never really been ser- you're not you're not supposed to be served punk music. Like you really are supposed <laughs> to find it like by its very nature. You know what I mean? So to yeah. Susie's point, like yeah. Yeah. Just just keep digging. It should be grimy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, uh, Linda Linda's. How could I forget about them? Awesome. I mean, they're they're so cool. Uh, yeah. My even my six year old knows how cool they are. We got her a Linda Linda shirt and she wears it around and it has on the back. It has we rebuild what you destroy, which somehow <laughs> awesome. is like the punkest, sweetest thing in the world at the same time. Um, <laughs> That's <too cool. laughs> I love it. Um, and she gets stopped in the street like all the time by people going like, oh, that shirt is so awesome. Um, let's uh, let's bring in another caller. Uh, we got Wale in uh, Oakland. Welcome. Hi, how y'all doing today? Hey, good, good. How are you? Good, good. I just wanted to shout out a local artist from Oakland. Her name is Adisha. She works with a producer, DJ Vincent Kwok, and the song is Hot Mess. I mean, by the name, it just makes you want to hear it and dance. <laughs> so it's like a throwback to 80s disco and 90s house. But uh, it's about coming out of the pandemic, realizing that the world is falling apart, but we still got to dance. Oh, man. We actually, we have some great other tracks on that exact theme. Thank you so much, Wally. That, that was uh, Hot Mess by Adisha was the recommendation there, and we'll get these onto a, a list for Twitter and stuff. But let's see, Adrian, um, why don't you talk about 
the the song we have, Florence and the Machine, Free, which is which is in the same vein, coming out of the pandemic and wanting to have fun. Yeah, and then the whole album is called Dance Fever, and uh, I spoke with her for the Chronicle earlier this year, and she was very gracious. And we were talking about this before, like you you, lo- you love to speak with somebody who's like on that big of a platform, and they're just so down to earth. But this whole album for her is about she wants to give people catharsis, like that feeling to come back out. And she played at Shoreline earlier this year; has been touring all over the country. Um, and the, the music's about the power of dance music and how we've kind of been cooped up for a couple years from lockdown to the post-lockdown of whatever the heck we're in now. And it's it's really about just kind of like dance like no one's watching, right, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> and this song, this song, Free, is, um, I think she says, like, in, in the moment, I feel the music, I feel the beat. In the moment, I am free, is what yeah, she says. Yeah. And so. This song brought me back up after Bart was delayed and someone tried to start a fight <laughs> with me in the Bart car. So let's hear it. It's uh, Florence and the Machine, Free. It's Florence and the Machines free. It is just dance music everywhere right now, and it's wonderful. <laughs> we also have a few more uh, comments that have come in. Uh, Guillermo writes in to say, I want to call out Santa Fe Clan, who made it all the way into the Black Panther soundtrack, as well as San Jose's own Snow the Product, who collaborated with Steve Aoki, Mexican people and culture are finally being recognized. Another listener writes in to say, Bay Area natives Molly Tuttle's Crooked Tree was their favorite album. And another listener wanted to shout out Julian, I think it's Lage? Julian Lage? Julian Lage, I believe. Julian Lage. There we go. (laughs) I was just going to try every pronunciation until I hit on one of them. Julian Lage, new album, uh, View with a Room. Um, Nastri, I wanted to come to you to talk a little bit about what feels like these kind of reinterpretations. Susie was talking about these young Mexican artists who are kind of reinterpreting Mexican regional music. And it feels like there's some young artists who are kind of reinterpreting jazz for this time as well. Um, one we've uh, had on the show before, um, and I really, Samora Pinderhughes uh, with this in- pretty incredible album, Grief. I love Samora Pinderhughes. He's definitely a, a, a rising jazz star from the Bay Area, raised in Oakland. Um, he's in New York now, and he um, his album, Grief, is this really masterful meditation and I think very timely meditation on loss um, and not just in the pandemic he actually based the the album on um, I think around a hundred interviews he did with incarcerated people so it really takes stock of the toll of mass incarceration um, and he sings about it in this very kind of raw way while also beautifully playing 
the piano. And fun fact, Samora is the brother of Elena Pinderhues, who's also a jazz star, and she went viral for playing with Future at Coachella a few years ago. So they're, they're a pretty influential jazz and just creative family in general. Another fun fact about them is if you uh, Google them, you can find like Berkeley side articles about them from like 14 years ago huh. when they're just like little cute babies in the Bay Area. Let's um, listen to all the the evolution that they've gone through. Um, this is some more Pinder Hughes. This song is Hope. While everything's for sale, it's all in a good performance. Yes, you pretend to care. Hide the weapons. It's all for the crowd. You want to believe so badly that everything was safe. Don't nobody lose a fortune. It works for you. It's awfully loud in here. Cause Jesse still owes his rent now. And Bree is working for 500 cents. And she is still calling collect now. Can't believe in what you say when I see this. We've been listening to Samora Pinderhue's song, Hope, from the album Grief. We're talking about kind of these new spins on, on jazz. And um, Adrian, one of your favorite songs of the year uh, is the song Smile from this uh, jazz duo. Yeah, they're called Domi and J.D. Beck. And uh, she's from France. He's from Texas. She's 21 and he's 19. And they're really the definition of jazz prodigies. And they were sort of discovered by Anderson Pack, and <laughs> who signed them to his label. Um, and they're also on Blue Note, uh, which is you know story jazz imprint. And they're I kind of think that they're really helping to usher the future of jazz because they're they're melding it with with hip hop R and B uh, on their album. There's features from Anderson Pack, obviously, Thundercat, Snoop Dogg, Herbie Hancock, who brought them out for his Hollywood Bowl show and. They're just incredible. She's she's on the keys and he's a drummer and it's just like nothing I've ever heard before. Listen to a little bit more of this. This is uh, Domi and JD Beck and the song is Smile, instrumental. is the song Smile by Domi and J.D. Beck. And Susie's spirited defense of punk rock um, has brought out the people. Uh, Chris tweets, Legacy Punk Supergroup Off have a new album. Play the independent SF on 1217. T writes, Punk Gone? Again, see Wet Leg, which I gather is a punk band. Another listener writes, I just want to add a local punk band, Destroy Boys. Oh, yeah. That is great. So we, you know, more support from the people for you, Susie. I mean, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect any less from the Bay Area. So <laughs> the Bay Area knows what time it is. Yeah, that's right. Um, do you all want to give one really fast shout out to your favorite song not released in 2022 that you listened to a ton this year? Um, I can go first. Mine is "The Neno" by uh, La Dame Blanche. It's so good. Flautist, Cuban flautist, and it is just a banger. 
Natya? <laughs> I guess when I just want to relax and vibe out, one of my go-tos is um, Harpist Dorothy Ashby. Just mm-hmm. super, like, fun jazz. Just getting your conversation kinda, pit. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Yeah, vibe totally. Out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about a song that actually I revisited last night for the first time in a while, and it's Follow Me by Ally Us, like a 90s, like, R&B disco jam. And I heard it on the end of an episode of that show, Little America, on oh, Apple yeah. TV Plus, which is an incredible show about just immigrant stories to America. Mm-hmm. And that song came on at the end, and I was just like, oh, I haven't heard this in so long. And I think I listened to it like three times in a row afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's such a good classic house song that speaks to just like the the hopefulness of dance music. Totally. Like, yeah, totally. creating a better world through dance. Susie? Sorry? Oh, yeah. We were just talking about uh, songs that are not from 2022 real quick that yeah, you uh, really, love this year. That I really loved. Oh, not from 2022. Uh. <laughs> if you don't have one on the tip of your tongue, that's also totally You can fun. tell that Susie works hard. Yes, that's right. She no, I had to think about it for a second. I, I like, thought oh. we were talking about 2022. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Let's... I don't listen to anything not from this year. Um, no, just, just kidding. I don't know. Um that's fine. That's fine. We have one more that I want to ask you to queue up. So it's, it is from 2022. It is the song Butter Green Light by Mystic. Yeah, I love this track. So uh, Mystic is this really gifted MC from Oakland that started out in Digital Underground, the group that uh, also made a little-known artist called Tupac Shakur famous. <laughs> um, but so Mystic had the, the super influential album 20 years ago, Cuts for Luck, Scars for Freedom, where she called out all of these different societal injustices. And on her new album... Um, dreaming in cursive, the girl who loves sparklers, she actually really looks to joyfulness and play and connecting with your inner child as kind of an, an antidote for everything going on in the world. So Butter Green Light is a, this beautiful love song from that album. We've been talking about the best new music of the year with Susie Exposito, music reporter with the LA Times, Adrian Spinelli, new music columnist with the San Francisco Chronicle, and Nastia Bonovskaya, Associate Editor with KQD Arts. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead. We're going out to Mystic Song Butter, Green Light. Rest my head in your lap. You're an exceptional man from the 1900s. Grown lovers, no doubt about that. And it's a good thing. I'm your sweet thing. The green light goes both ways. When I'm in your arms as the sun sets, it's been a marvelous day. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. This is Barbara Leslie, President of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way, from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found you. How? You left to find my tablet on. 
Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts.